This podcast is brought to you by the Albany Public Library main branch and the generosity of listeners like you. What is a podcast? God, Daddy, these people talk as much as you do. Razib Khan's unsupervised learning. You know that genetics plays a huge role in our health, and more people are using genetic testing to determine risk for diseases like cancer for themselves and their kids than ever before. So I want to tell you about ORCID. It's the only company that does whole genome testing for embryos, testing before your child is born. If you're doing IVF, this is a clear choice now because now you can reduce risk for thousands of single gene disorders, including heritable forms of autism, pediatric cancers, and birth defects. Check them out at orchidhealth.com. Hey, everybody. Uh, thank you for uh, listening to this podcast. Uh, by the way, you know, I don't usually say this, uh, but uh, if you get a chance, uh, please rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and stuff like that. Uh, that way, other people who like this sort of content will be able to listen to this and uh, more people will hear about awesome discoveries and science, uh, like what we're going to talk about today uh, with my guest, uh, Cesar Fortes Lima, who is a researcher at Uppsala University. Uh, Uppsala is in Sweden, as many of you know, and Adam of Bremen had some interesting things to say about Uppsala uh, back in the 11th century, but uh, that is neither here nor there. We're going to be talking about something different. Uh, we are going to be talking about the genetic legacy of the expansion of Bantu-speaking peoples in Africa, and that is not uh, just a scientist, or that is not just a sentence that I invented right now. Uh, that is actually a paper in Nature uh, that Cesar here. Uh, is the first author on. And the last author is uh, Karina Schliebusch, and uh, she has uh, co-authored uh, and been involved in many, many papers on African genetics uh, and ancient African DNA. I believe she is South African. So you, you're probably familiar with her. A lot of the other authors of the author list uh, uh, you probably will know of uh, if you follow the ancient DNA and African genetics as well. But uh, you know, we're going to go through the paper. We're going to go through uh, the results here. Some of you know I've written about the Bantus, uh, uh, you know, recently on the Substack, and uh, some of the information, some of the stuff I wrote was informed by the preprint version of this paper. So I'm excited to dig a little bit deeper with Cesar here, and uh, I hope you're excited to join me, uh, Cesar. Um, okay, so uh, we're going to talk about this paper uh, just really quickly. Uh, why did you particularly, uh, uh, you know, take the lead on this? Like, is this an uh, interest of yours, or uh, was this a project that just seemed interesting when you, you know, were presented with it? Thank you, Rasif. Thank you for the invitation. It's, it's a great honor to be here. Um, yeah, that's a good question, because um, we started this project a long time ago, um, but I, I initially joined to... Um, to Slebus Lab at Uppsala University because I'm very interested on, on the genetic history of African populations. I previously collaborated on another project uh, focused on Bantu-speaking people from Africa. It was published in, in Science, and in that collaboration, I collaborate with Luis Quintana Murcia and Etienne Patin. And, and that paper was, was like... Um, the, the the starting point for me in in the study of of African populations. I also have um, other studies about African descendants from South America and, and other regions, and 
and and yeah, I've been I've been working quite a lot on on on, on this topic, um, and this is the the main outcome outcome of a European uh, funded project that is called African Neo, and and Karina Slebus is 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 the the leader of of this this project, and and we have several collaborators um, in 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 European and African institutions and. Um, and this this study is 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 in is part of a, a big effort from from a team in in Uppsala, but also is thanks to the collaboration with with um, several researchers from 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 Africa and, and Europe. Yeah, and I do want to say um, there there are a significant number of co-authors, but um, this is not like one of the GWASs where the list of authors is uh, longer than the paper itself. So, you know, it's a, you guys like you know did a lot of the legwork here. Um, okay, so um, I mean, you know, I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you do the honors. Uh, why are the Bantu speaking speaking peoples? Because you're focusing on a particular ethno linguistic group. Uh, why are they important within Africa? Well, um, Bantu um, Bantu languages are, are very diverse in Africa. There are more than 550 languages uh, currently in in different regions in South Equatorial Africa, um, and currently there are about uh, 350 million people speaking this this language, uh, this uh, this linguistic family. So, so it's a very big language that um, that is all over uh, sub-Saharan Africa and and and, and the, sp- the expansion of this linguistic family is, started around six thousand four four thousand years ago in Western Africa and and changed. Uh, from the from this expansion, changed completely the linguistic and genetic landscape in in Africa because cover uh, most um, uh, most of the of the of, of the continent. So we have Bantu speaking populations in Western, Eastern, and Southern Africa, and 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 due to that that big expansion, um, we 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 can see different. Different patterns of of admixture and 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 and, and, and genetic continuity or or, or re- replacement in in some regions mm-hmm. in Africa and and that is the the important part of, of the study to to study one historical event that that ch- changed completely the the continent and to to better understand the the history of of this 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 important event in, in the continent that that uh, as I mentioned changed the, the continent in Africa but also changed the, the genetic diversity of African descendants in, in, in the diaspora, for example, in, in the US or, or in South America or in Latin America. Yeah, context there when you're talking about the diaspora. Um in particular Latin America, um, you know, what I know uh for uh the US is uh, only a minority, probably, of the African ancestry in the U.S. is Bantu, but the further south you go in the New World, uh, in the Americas, the greater the proportion. Stylized fact is that in Brazil, a uh, majority would probably be Bantu, probably be from uh, Central African Republic area or Angola, uh, you know, the coast opposite. 
Um, there's a little nuance in the latest genetic data. I think uh, there's a little bit more West African than people were thinking. And we can like detect these sorts of nuances with IBD, you know, uh, identity by descent, segment methods and whatnot. Uh, I also want to say, uh, you know, obviously uh, the Bantu-speaking peoples and their demographic expansion are not the only linguistic expansion that we know of, ethno-linguistic expansion. So this is a specific instance of a general case. So you have the Austronesian expansion, um, obviously Indo-Europeans, an old one, Afro-Asiatic. In, in Australia, you have the Pima de Gwyn, uh, all of the Australian languages except for the ones in the northern part of the Northern Territory seem to be a very, very recently radiated language family. Now, interesting thing with Pinot and Nguyen is that uh, it doesn't seem to have a strong autosomal genetic impact, by which I mean, uh, you know, the whole genome does not seem to be, uh, you know, reflecting this radiation. Uh, the Y chromosome might, okay, so it could be male-mediated. Uh, I'm bringing this up because the Bantu is, is quite clearly the obvious. Uh, this is not the only paper, uh, as you said, you've worked in this before in this area. There was another group that just came out with a paper, probably timed with yours, uh, uh, where um, I think they were looking at uh, DNA in Mozambique and whatnot. Uh, and so there's a lot of work in this area. It looks like there was a lot of demographic replacement. I think it was a 20, I don't know, I think it was 2018, 2017 SMBE. The Pontus Goglins uh, out of the Reich Lab presented that paper with ancient DNA from Africa down to Malawi. And like, those people do not look anything like the people that live in the area right now. So uh, we are talking demographic replacement. Um, I would say in terms of your paper, uh, obviously you brought together a lot of uh, archaeology, uh, cutting-edge genomics in terms of the data. And I, I think you did some modeling, uh, explicit hypothesis testing. And so uh, you, know, you took it to the next level in terms of scale and sophistication. Uh, can you talk about that a little uh, in terms of about the number of participants, your genotyping, your whole genome sequencing. And also, you also got some, uh, well, I don't know if late iron age counts as ancient, but it's quite ancient. Uh, you got some, you know, pre-modern DNA as well. So, uh, you know, as we say in America, uh, you threw the kitchen sink at the problem here. Um, and I think, uh, I don't know how many more papers of this sort we really need about the Bantu-speaking peoples when it comes to genetics. So I think you... Uh, nailed most of the issues, if I say so myself. So can you get a little bit about into that, into the samples, your quantity of samples, the genotyping, whatnot? Yeah, of course. So so we genotype um, one, one, 1,763 participants from, from different regions in Africa, 14 countries in Africa. Um, so, so it's very difficult to, to collect um, DNA samples from participants from that many countries, Angola, Mozambique, the, the DRC, Zambia, South Africa, um, se several, several countries. Countries, um, Tanzania, Kenya. So this is the, some some of the the, the, the countries we, we collect mostly um, Bantu Bantu speaking in, uh, participants uh, uh, over over the one thousand five hundred participants that are only Bantu speakers, and that is for the the mother the, the DNA. Uh, we we genotype those participants um, the, the, the the samples of those participants by using the 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 Illumina H3 Africa array, one one array specially designed for uh, to capture the the genetic diversity of African African populations, and we also generate whole genome 
uh, sequencing data from actual. Uh,